Would you like to go on a quest? Hello, and welcome to another season of Questing, brought to you by the Twist My Arm Network. My name is Josh. I'm your forever host and friend and creator of the Twist My Arm Network. Um, I am so excited to be back to Quest Me. Um, last season was a little weird because, let's let's be honest, the Bad Batch wasn't like the best Star Wars property to come out ever. Um, so it was a little wonky, but we are back full force and ready to go on a quest. Um, but before we talk about anything else, let me bring in my co-host of this season and the quest me podcast his name is justin hey what's going on hey <laughs> that's man it's good to see you it's been a while how are yeah, you it's been a minute i've been really good really well yeah, work's going well yeah. family life's all right i'm i'm good 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 and how are there's you? a new star wars i'm <laughs> i'm no kidding i'm good i'm fine i'm doing all right yeah i'm i'm, I'm excited to be podcasting again for no, sure no doubt no doubt yeah um yeah and uh we have a special guest today who i'm extremely excited to introduce his name is josh <laughs> he comes from the talking smack podcast how are you today man i'm doing well thanks thanks for having me on heck yeah i appreciate you coming so last minute um like i was telling you earlier i've i've been kind of uh uh slacking on the whole podcast thing and this show came up so quick on me I was like, crap, I need to get a guest. I need like, oh, God, desperate Twitter ask. Uh. So I really appreciate you coming on the show and and talking with us. Yeah, it's it's a pleasure to be here. I, I love podcasting. I love talking nerd stuff, which is why, again, I have the podcast. But I don't know what you're talking about with that Slack and stuff. That's that's not anything I'm familiar with. Uh, what the, so talking smack, tell us, what does smack stand for? Uh, smack stands for uh, this drug called heroin. No, actually, uh, it's superhero. Oh, lordy, superheroes. lordy. <laughs> superheroes, movies, animation, and comics. It's basically just a big excuse for me to get together with my friends and talk some nerd stuff. It's usually just me and one other co-host. I have a, a cycling cast of co-hosts, but uh, I'm working on getting more people on at a time. Uh, but it's it's just a fun side project that I do with my friends and it, it's given me an avenue. It's given me an avenue to be able to uh, reach out to podcasts like your guys and just have fun talking nerd stuff with everyone. Heck yeah. That's uh, definitely right up our alley over here at the yeah, network. Definitely. For sure. um, All the good again, stuff. Smack. Right. <laughs> and again, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to talk about this new star Wars show called the book of Boba Fett. Um, I want to thank everyone in the live chat for hanging out. Jesse, yes, double Josh. There is a double Josh today. Um, we, or we, Scar. Uh, I guess we could call you Scar, yeah. right? We'll, we'll, we'll go by Scar just to avoid any confusion. Uh, Scar is my last name. It is not just a reference to okay. the son of Hulk, which is just a happy coincidence. See, I went, I went Lion King, but... Yeah, I know, right? It's like, oh, Lion King's awesome. Cool. Yeah, well, yeah, the I don't even have any kids. like the son of Hulk. Oh, uh, so. uh, right. How... It was See, one of the coolest days I of my life when I found out that there was a comic terrible. book and the Hulk had a, a son named Scar and it was spelled just like my last name. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be I such bet. a I great that was finding. A great day. Heck yeah! Um, 
Well, yeah, again, this is Quest Me. Uh, we're talking about the first first season of Quest Me. We talked about season two of The Mandalorian, and our good friend Jesse from the Sudden But Inevitable podcast was on that season. Um, we had so much fun doing it that I just decided to keep the show going as Star Wars properties kept coming out. So, like I said, we did do The Bad Batch. I don't think we made it all the way through even. I think we kind of quit doing it halfway through that season because no, it just we, wasn't we started lumping wasn't that interesting together so we were like ah oh, four sucked yeah. five uh <laughs> let's just do four five six call it good yeah yeah you're, you're right but i i have i have a good feeling that this season of quest me is going to be a lot more entertaining um and there's going to be a lot more to talk about as far as star wars lore new characters old characters um and just all sorts of things. I mean, music. Geez, the music in this this series uh, already is incredible. The source is fantastic. Um, that was that was easily the standout for me in this episode. Yep, and it's great because it's still uh, Ludwig von Goransson. I think is his name. He he wrote. Let's see. What did it say in the credits? It was like he wrote the the tune of Boba Fett, but then another guy did the score. So he's still involved in it, but someone else is kind of writing the writing the score at this point. But still, it's it's in that same universe, and you get that same feeling that this Boba Fett show is right there with Mandalorian, and it gives me hope for Ahsoka and the other shows that are coming out and spawning from this universe. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Um, that being said, this episode, although it was amazing to see a lot of different things in this episode. Um, it was still kind of, to me, just a little bit of a filler, a little bit of a, this is what's going on. Let's catch you up real quick. And here's, <laughs> here's a little bit of a, little bit of a, a ground to stand on, you know, some grounds to stand on to get this show going. Um, and by that, I just mean there wasn't too much sustenance. You know what I mean? It was, no, it was more, not. you know, kind of, backstory and stuff but before we get too far into it let's just do a little bit of a, a breakdown of of the summary and and what this episode is about first this is the book of boba fett season one episode one it was uh the sorry chapter one and it's called stranger in a strange world it is directed by robert rodriguez which is awesome I love that. I love that he came over from Mandalorian. He was the one that did the Boba Fett episodes in season two of Mandalorian, and they brought him over to do like the Boba Fett show, which is fantastic, I think. Um, again, music uh, was by Ludwig. Ludwig von Gorenson. Oh, what happened to my... There it went. Ah, okay, there we go. Um, music by Ludwig. Uh, stars Tamora Morrison, Ming-Na Wen, and Matt Berry, which is awesome. And it was written by Jon Favreau. So just all those different Mandalorian connections and stuff. It's This is definitely a Mandalorian show, but not the Mandalorian. You know, does that make sense? Oh, yeah. It yeah, definitely it, it definitely feels like a, a tie-in show more than it does its own thing. Yeah, at least for now, right? I mean... Even, you get a darker but, feel for this one. Like the music is more omnessing and it's just, he's bad. And then you just expect it to. Sure. And he is disintegrating people too. He's just blowing them up, which was cool. Yep. 
Um, no, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. It's It's got a little bit of a darker tone, but isn't Boba Fett supposed to be a darker character? Yeah. A- according to all the fans? <laughs> according to Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, he's a dark side. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. He's Yeah, that's his. he's aligned with the dark side. Um, interesting fact, though, Scar, you were telling me that you don't, you're not a big fan of Boba Fett. Why don't you uh, elaborate a little bit? <laughs> so it's it's more just the. So I I didn't grow up with these movies essentially. Like I was twelve years old when I saw the the special editions. I had seen them on local TV stations in syndication, but like I was never aware that it was Star Wars at the time. Like I would see the opening to Empire, and I would see uh, Hoth and all this stuff, and I was like, oh, what's this movie? And then I'd get I'm twelve years old. I'm gonna get called away and get go do something else, go play with my toys or go play my super Nintendo. And then I would come back and it's uh, the end of the movie where Darth Vader is cutting off Luke's hand. I'm like, what movie is this now? Or what TV show is this? <laughs> so I, I wasn't really fully immersed into it until the special editions came into theaters. And so my experience with Boba Fett was just, he's a guy standing in a corner. He's a guy that Vader's like, no disintegrations. And that's kind of it. And yet, as I got older, people were like, he's a Mandalorian. He's so badass. Like, what the hell is a Mandalorian? <laughs> like, I didn't really get immersed into the Star Wars lore until probably after the prequel trilogy. Because uh, I was, uh, when I was in high school, I was really wanting to be a, a journalism major. And so I would go to the movies because uh, one of the things I wanted to try and do as being in podcasting and stuff, uh, I wanted to kind of review movies as part of my profession. So, I would go to all these movies and the prequels are really kind of where I got my love for star Wars because I was kind of, it was new and I didn't know exactly what it was. I had no uh, like um, previous memory of it because like I said, I would see, I went and saw the special edition of empire and I was like, Oh, this is that movie. That's okay. And then it would just flow and I'd be like, okay, I remember seeing this part. I remember seeing this part. So my, my dislike of Boba Fett kind of just stems from all these fanboys and fangirls that just, over the, the decades, I've just been like, he's the biggest badass to ever badass, a badassing badass. <laughs> and I was just like, he he literally just stood there, took Han Solo, and then flew into the side of a ship and fell down a pit. Like, who, how is he a badass? And so, like, I've just never really understood it. I can see it. that. People just... Yeah, people, people just people pounding love it into you. Like, I you're supposed to like it. Yeah, exactly. And I get the aesthetic part of it, because, yeah, like, that helmet especially is just an amazing design but the the whole he's a he's a badass look at him he's he's touching that that alien girl's chin and he's he's gonna go get some in a little bit like okay like han solo did that too why is he how is he bigger badass than han solo so i just i've always been a little worn down with the the fan base of boba fett even though there's not really much substance for people like me who don't go into the expanded universe stuff and uh, kind of get the, the lore of the character as well. Yeah. And that, that makes a lot of sense because there, I feel like there's a lot of things out there that people just try and, you know, smash down your throat, you know, like you have to like this because he is a badass. He's, and, and how do you not know this and blah, blah, blah. But like you're saying if you didn't read the expanded universe stuff then boba fett is just a side piece basically you know and there's there's not really a lot to 
to like there. Me, I I read all those books. I read the Tales of the Bounty Hunters and and read how Dangar, you know, pulled him through Tatooine and how he blasted himself out of the Sarlacc and all that stuff. Like it was it was pretty badass. But on the flip side, I'm not gonna go to someone that hasn't read those books and be like, <laughs> you're wrong. Because you know that's that's just not fair so there, so I there's get it. like a gatekeeping um, element to the character as well which is kind of a another bit of it where again it like you're saying it's it's someone that's read the books and he's like but he or even just justifying he's a mandalorian mandalorians are badasses for someone like me i the, the word mandalorian doesn't even show up in any kind of uh like visual medium of as far as movies until you get to the clone wars yeah Oh, geez. And I guess you could maybe episode two. Did they mention him being a Mandalorian? Django being a Mandalorian? Oh, they, yeah, that's right. They do, they do mention Mandalorian, I think. They say he's at least in Mandalorian armor. I think, and that's like the one and but only it's time really just, it's in the really entire series. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're like from episodes one through nine, you don't hear much about Mandalorians. You hear bounty hunters and scoundrels and whatever but but you're right if you didn't read books or even watch the cartoons where they really dove into the mandalorian lore, the mandalore well as you will <laughs> well um, played well but, played. what about uh star wars or star wars kotor because that's when i first found out when a mandalorian was and then they I led it into the further see i never played knights of the old republic what yeah, as big of a Star Wars fan as I am, I never played Knights of the Old Republic. Dude, it's ten dollars. Go buy it. I'll buy it for you. <laughs> Tell me how to live my they're, life. They're doing an <laughs> HD remake too. Uh, yeah, but that, that's, that's what I'm waiting that's for. That's one I'm that I'm planning for. on getting as soon as it's available. Is the the Knights of the Old Republic remake because I do ha- actually have a physical Xbox copy of, of Knights of the Old Republic, but I never actually got a chance to play it. I got stuck on the early Rancor pit and. I just I couldn't figure out how to oh. not die because I just put my save I put my save file right at the Rancor pit so I couldn't get out I couldn't go grind I couldn't do anything so I was just stuck and you gotta I put just, a gas mine down I just gave man. up on the game <laughs> gas mine he knows he knows <laughs> I was stuck that's there for awesome. a week <laughs> that's awesome yeah and I definitely want to get that um, that game when it comes out as well but um, to to further on to like Boba Fett and his like history i mean the first time you saw him he came out in white armor in like it was like 1979 or something like that 1980 when they were getting ready to to release empire strikes back so i think that was 82 or something like that i don't even remember but but they had brought him out for like uh an introduction to to this new character and he was wearing the what we now know as the super commando armor it was just white armor with the boba fett helmet it was all white prototype i guess you would say Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of what started the whole craze because people were like oh my god that's such a sweet costume look at that he's got a jetpack oh my god weapons everywhere oh bro yeah and and then they had that dumb holiday special and boba fett was in the holiday special um fighting the was it a crate dragon i think and and that that also started a, a bunch of people to think that he was just the the baddest badass that ever badassed. Spreading um, on a dinosaur, 
saving Luke, punching dinosaurs yeah. in the head. Yeah. So, and that's probably just kids, you know, like the people that now are cramming down your throat that Boba Fett is a badass were people that were six, seven, eight years old when they were first seeing Boba Fett in the holiday special and thinking that was the greatest thing they'd ever seen. And to this day, still think it was the greatest thing they ever saw. So like, there's a, there's a sense of like, it's like a nostalgia mixed with like a not able to see past things, I guess, if that makes sense. <laughs> and, that, and that's why people kind of suck when it comes to this character. But, it's the rose-colored glasses of certain things, but I, I like right. I get it. I I mean I have fond memories of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It is definitely not the best show ever, but no. there there is that nostalgia factor to it where there are still really cool elements to it. And Boba Fett again has that amazing design, and people created their own memories with those toys. And I'm not yeah. going to take that away from them. I'm just gonna you know he's not my favorite character. I don't think he's the coolest character in the galaxy, but if he is to you more power to you exactly yeah and that that's all that matters is if, if you like it or not so so let's fast forward here we got this new show coming out we've been waiting star wars fans have been waiting for this show for a long time they've been talking about doing a boba fett spinoff since 2012 or something like that like it was oh, when that disney was rumors. first bought that was rumors come on but when disney first bought it they were fully um committed to doing a josh trank directed boba fett movie that then soon got yeah it got canceled quickly after fantastic four came out um and then and then it just kind of got shelved um and i think i think what saved it was mandalorian i think when mandalorian came out people were like this is boba fett like this is what we wanted boba fett to be like this guy is a badass and so John Favreau and Dave Filoni had to have noticed that had to have been like, yeah, yeah, let's let's throw him a bone here and let's let's bring Boba Fett in and see how people react. And if they like it, we'll we'll do a spinoff. And obviously, you know, they they brought him back and people loved it. And here we are watching the first episode of that Boba Fett spinoff. Um, basically, the summary of this show. We're taking between the past and the present as we learn where our favorite bounty hunter has been and what he's been doing. That's all I got because there was no summary or synopsis anywhere online. So that's <laughs> what I wrote. And I, Great I, synopsis. I feel like that's kind of, that's, you know, you, we're, we basically start with him in the back to tank, right? Uh, it had to have been right after he took over Jabba's palace or soon after. Um, and it's you know it shows us his story of getting out of the the sarlacc pit like right away that's the first thing we see and to me that's like the biggest question of boba fett is how did he survive the sarlacc pit um scar you not being the biggest boba fett fan what did you think about the escape from the pit were you satisfied with it was it an okay like escape I, or did it kinda... i honestly really liked it i thought it was i i did find it interesting that it was maybe a matter of a couple of days at most that he was only that he was down there uh but part of me was part of uh i was part of me was expecting the like robot chicken satirical escape where he's just like jetpacking out blowing up the the sarlacc <laughs> and just there's Jawas coming around. He's just like, pew, 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 pew. I like part of me was fully expecting this fan service kind of response to it. 
but instead it was him like kind of almost Shawshank Redemption going through the the sewer of shit and coming out on the other end. And I, I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. What about you, Justin? Were you satisfied with his escape? Well, I loved it. It was so much like the EU book. I was just so, wow, this is no way. I remember this like page, but uh, it was sick. And then I liked the little like stormtrooper hanging out in the middle of Sarlacc, not moving. But uh, the only thing I couldn't really uh, understand is why, he, like Boba was pretending to choke, or what was well, that? Well, he—I don't think he was pretending to choke at all. I think all the gases in there were suffocating him because he was being slowly digested over thousands of years, uh, and the there's can't be much oxygen in there. And then once those gases, because you see all the green gases around him and stuff, and then he like he goes and pulls off the oxygen from the stormtrooper and. What did he fill up his own tank? I don't know. That's that was kind of weird. Yeah, but that, the costumes in Star Wars are always like. I feel like there's just a there's there's not like a, a suit there. I always felt like that was just a uh, what do you call that? Like a, a turtleneck <laughs> went over. So or the the helmet went over. So where's he plugging that oxygen? In? I don't know. I don't know. But somehow there's oxygen in his suit. <laughs> Yeah, because didn't understand it's Star that. Wars. <laughs> but him watching him yeah. crawl out was just so cool and rewarding. And then yeah. I'm like, all right, now fly away. And then he just lays there, sort of like dead on his back, gets checked well, by some it, Jawas. It stayed true to the um yeah. the other books because absolutely that, him escaping with the flamethrower and stuff was true to the Tales of the Bounty Hunter series, the Legend series. And then him just staying there and getting robbed by Jawas was true to the Aftermath series, the first of the new canon books where they had described that the Jawas had found someone laying in the desert and peeled off his armor and stuff. And then Cobb Vance had taken it from him. So so they definitely like did a great job as far as making sure they didn't create any holes you know what i mean because mm. someone like me that reads the books and kind of gets a little crazy about it i would have pointed that shit out immediately <laughs> i i wonder oh, if they learned their lesson from the bad batch because the bad batch has a, a pretty big plot hole with the canaan origin where yeah canaan never encountered the bad batch in his his story in his solo comic but in the very first episode of the bad batch you've got them interjecting themselves and chasing him down yeah okay that's that's not what happened so now this is we're just saying the canon comic doesn't matter i i'm sure they they learn something because they do that all the time they, they're always fucking with their own canon and it's terrible <laughs> like stop it star wars like, it's like bad batch just terrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they i don't know i don't know what they did there. anyway um i was also very satisfied with the escape um like you were saying that the books it it portrays almost perfectly um a couple different series of the books and again as a, as a big fan like that I, I really appreciate them tickling my fandom balls a little bit when it comes to that stuff so that was super nice um i had another like i think like i was saying before it, it was a bit of an underwhelming episode other than this scene of him blasting out of the sarlacc pit it was just kind of a, a split split timeline where you're like okay here he's 
what he's just going to meet everyone he he took over the the crime syndicate so he's just going to go introduce himself and give some jello to people and like say hello <laughs> and and then on the, the other side yeah and then on the other side you're kind of learning what we already knew in a way um if you if you put a couple things together in, in season 2 of Mandalorian Boba Fett's got a gaffy stick as his weapon which is a complete um tuscan raider weapon so obviously he you know worked with them for a little while because i think i think it's pretty hard to get a gaffy stick unless you're like initiated um and then him making that that brief brief appearance in season one of mandalorian he was a nomad in the desert you know he was just kind of wandering the desert so in a way we already knew that he was wandering the desert with tuscan raiders we just didn't necessarily know why how or how long so i'm wondering if if he's with the tuscan raiders because he has he developed some sort of relationship with uh the tuscan kid because it seems like they kind of hit it off a little bit with with Boba saving him from that giant John Carter monster and then um like you know just kind of helping him out or whatever so I'm, I'm wondering if if that's if there's a connection there where where he's going to become really good friends with with the Tuscans what did uh Justin what did you think about the Tuscan Raiders and like their new outfits and just kind of a new look on them oh I loved it the chief with the, the black shawl looked so badass I mean, I was very impressed. I like I never really dove into Tuscan Raider shit or read any lore about them. So it was nice to see a, a different view on it. But overall, like they were still cool. Like at first I'm like, oh, it's Tuscan Raider. They're pieces of crap. You know, they're they they killed aunt and uncle and then they they're gonna try to like shoot at what they didn't kill aunt and uncle. The stormtroopers killed aunt and uncle. I know they killed that's... mom. <laughs> or Boba Fett, depending on when you, uh, what fan theory you just you yeah. subscribe. Yeah, to. that's true. You're absolutely right. Now they killed a uh, Mama Skywalker. Owen and Beru oh. were killed by the stormtroopers, yeah. and or as Gar said, Boba Fett. <laughs> Fair point. My bad. My bad. But it was still cool um, to see them like portrayed as like interesting. Right. Right. There. It's it's like a new race that I'm starting to actually really like, which is weird. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think of the Tuscans, Scar? Because um, they're they're very they've always been kind of throwaway characters, and then all of a sudden, Mandalorian brings them into the the crate dragon battle, and now in Boba Fett they're kind of helping nurse Fett back to health. Like they're are they just misunderstood? <laughs> it, it definitely seems like they're trying to do something interesting with the the tuscan raiders and i'm all for it because I, I love the fact that they they sign to communicate with people that aren't them they have the this very like native american kind of feel to them through the mandalorian and through boba fett uh like they're just kind of misunderstood they're not necessarily savages but they're they have their own customs and their own culture and people kind of disrespect them for it and i i really enjoy seeing what they're doing with that like i found i found the the Tuscans to be the most interesting part of this episode. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, and the difference, like, like Justin, you were saying the, the different costumes they have um, just kind of like 
they got the necklaces on. They're they're just a little more humanized, I guess, and you can yeah. kind of yeah. look at them I in a different this, light now. I think this is also the first time we see a, a female Tuscan Raider. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah, and a child. Did we ever see a child Tuscan Raider? No, not that I. I mean, uh, episode two when Anakin kills the women and children too, but maybe we don't. Wow, actually see and the children too. <laughs> You just oh, get closer to me, Annie. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Give me more of that um, CGI pair. Yeah, uh, super <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there was any. It was just the mention of the the children, the women, but, and the um, children too. Yeah, but I kind of like this little Tuscan kid. He's Damn. all stoked about the head. He's just running up the. Like holding up this giant head, like look what we did. <laughs> I I really want to know if he's taking credit for it or if he's actually trying to be like, we did this together. Because that yeah. that's probably the one thing I really want to know is if he's if Boba Fett's letting him take credit for this kill, or if the kids actually like, we did this together. We took this thing's head off and we we killed it. And I wonder if if that's why the adult Tuscan Raider hands him that little jar of water. Yeah, he's gives like, him the cheers. He's like, I see what you're doing here. Have a treat. Treat yeah. yourself. <laughs> Let the kids celebrate. I know it was really you. Right, right. Because there's no way that kid is like, going to take there's it. There's no way that kid could have done it, yeah. Yeah, a kid can't take Machamp down. Machamp. <laughs> he's a pharaoh Machamp. I'm going to have to add that to my description later. He's like a shiny, shiny Machamp with like Ooh. some other kind of evolution. I don't know. He's kind of like a swamp thing mixed with Machamp, I think. <laughs> but uh, I really did enjoy that whole interaction with the kid, with Boba mm-hmm. Fett, with the even with the was it the Rodian? Oh, uh, that Rodian pissed yep. me off. Little narc. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the whole time I was thinking that snitches get stitches, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's the same Rodian that uh, was making fun of Anakin back on Mos Espa during the before the pod race. Oh. Isn't that supposed to be uh, Greedo? I think there's a deleted scene where Greedo's like given. You're shit right. You're and right. And he was green. Was like, he Greedo, you're going to get in trouble one day. You're right. You're right. Dang. Too bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I that whole that whole interaction, even the kid taking Boba Fett to the house, the homestead of the moisture farmer. And it, it was like he was showing Boba, like, look at these people, look at them rob this guy like i feel like tuscan raiders and moisture farmers have some sort of deal on tatooine um because i'm i know they do because i've read it in books where they they have deals like we'll we'll farm moisture and we'll supply you with water um as long as we can do it on your land kind of like a, a native american scenario where you know you scratch our back we'll scratch your back kind of thing even though it's it's a very far-fetched metaphor i i understand but um, but with with him showing showing him the them burning or like kicking that dude's ass and taking all of his water, I feel like the Tuscan was like, "Hey, this is what we're trying to prevent." You know, this is kind of we're we're this is bullshit. I, I feel like you should see this because this is something that's wrong. This is something the crime syndicate of Jabba does to people. You know, and your kind. This is what your kind does. Yeah. Um. And so, again, wrapping that back around, I think Boba Fett and the Tuscans are going to kind of work together later on when it comes to developing this crime syndicate that Boba Fett's trying to own. 
or take control of whatever. Yeah, um, do you guys have any idea what that symbol was? Foreshadowing. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I was just saying um, that, that could be a good bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. And it would, it would make sense. It would be really cool to see them team up a little bit more and see the Tuscans go into battle and stuff. Um, Cause that crate dragon battle was sweet, but oh, yeah. I'm sure they have some, some more tactics we haven't seen yet. Um, what, do you guys know what that symbol was that was burned into the house? I don't, I looked it up in Arabesh or that? the Star Wars writing and it's the letters LM. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell. L-M? L-N-M. Huh. But maybe it's just a symbol L-N-M. for something else okay. if it's not Arabesh. Huh. That's interesting. I wonder, because... Mm. Now, this this is the other question, because this is obviously a clue to another character or something else, right? Like, the, this, this is a... Them showing us this little graffiti and that... Um, that little crime syndicate taking over, kicking that dude's ass. Like that's showing us a bigger picture story right there. So my question is who would you guys like to see come into this? So like say in Mandalorian, we got, um, we got Ahsoka and we got to see uh, Luke and we got to see um, uh, the, the Mandalorian lady from Clone Wars. Like we got to see all these cool characters that we, know from the past who would you guys want to see in boba fett let's start with scar uh i mean the the number one answer for me would probably have to be bosk as far as who could be the leader of the other Mm -hmm. crime syndicate uh because there's a a built-in history most fans will know uh who he is and what's going on just from hearing the name i mean obviously uh, um is it trandosian is his species Mm -hmm. Um, if you just see a green Trandosian, you're just going to be like, uh, okay, it's a big lizard man. But when you hear Bosk, or if you hear him say it's me, Bosk, then you're going to, fans are going to light up and be like, light bulb. Okay. Uh, as far as the, uh, the graffiti, I'm pretty sure that's like you're saying, that's kind of leading into a bigger picture where it's going to, whoever is in charge of that syndicate at that time, when Boba Fett was going through that is probably going to be the mayor who we're going to be dealing with as the big bad for this series. Probably. Okay, uh, I didn't even think about that. Me aspect. neither, but it makes sense and for the first episode opening it up to everything. Hmm. Otherwise, the otherwise the other answer is Max Rebo, obviously. <laughs> yes. Um, the 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 L kind of shape thing looks. This is this is another. I just thought of this, but let's say you put that little L shape. You you take that graffiti off the wall. Right. And you and you can make it a physical thing. Like it's a physical L shape, right? Or two L's, whatever. It's a J and an L. Yeah. So let's say you make that into a hat and you put it on your head, right? Wouldn't it kind of look like tentacles? The the little J and the L coming out? Wouldn't that maybe kind of look like Do you think maybe it's more of a silhouette idea? Kind of, maybe. Um, or like uh uh Bib Fortuna kind of like he's he's the one that's sending people out because technically boba fett seeing this uh these guys rob the dude and spray paint he's seeing it before um he got his armor back before he took over jabba's palace all that stuff so so this could be what bib fortuna was doing and what sparks boba fett to go take over 
So that, that actually uh, creates a, an interesting parallel in my mind. So the way I've been thinking about this first episode is it's kind of like an episode of like season one of arrow where you have a flashback that parallels with the story that's going on in the present day. And so what you're saying is if it's Bib Fortuna in the flashbacks, maybe that Bib Fortuna storyline is going to feed into what happens with the mayor in the present. So he learns from his mistakes or he learns something from the past that's going to help him in the future with someone different since obviously Bib Fortuna is no longer with us. Right. And maybe it's Bib Bib's working with the mayor and they're really close. And that's why when Bib gets killed, the mayor's like, um, I'm not giving you any tribute. You just killed my right hand man. What the F bro. <laughs> so I, 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 I could see that for sure. And the, the parallel thing, I think we're going to get a lot of that this season. I think there's going to be a ton of flashbacks yep. and a ton of like, you're going to get 10 minutes of present day and 20 minutes of flashbacks. And they, they are going to be parallel and there's going to be at the very end, they're all going to match up somehow. And the story is going to come together. I like that storytelling style. I'm, I'm a big fan of that kind of thing. Cause it brings a, a bit of mystery into it. Um, as you're watching the past story and then watching the present story, you're like, oh my God, where's the connection here? Um, but back to the characters that, that we want to see come in. You you said Bosk, which is awesome. I, I love that. Justin, what would be a character that you would want to see come in? Obviously, another bounty hunter, Cad Bane. Cad Bane, okay. To see a, a, a real-life performance uh, as Cad Bane would be cool in my book. Just to yeah. see him walk around just all Clint Eastwoody with having the the spears or the spurs, I'm sorry, the spurs, spurs. every step. I'd say things weird. You can and they have a little backstory too. <laughs> yeah, right. They do have a little backstory because you know, back in Clone War era, uh Cad Bane and Boba worked together, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Or they kind of yeah. fought each other a little bit too. Um I like both of those and I think that both of those are very plausible characters. And I also think that Kira would be a really cool character to bring into the fold. I would um, love to see Kira come back. To see her come in and be in control of the Red Dawn crime syndicate after Darth Maul had gotten killed and all that stuff. Like to see her controlling all that. She, she could be in control of Dangar. She could be in control of Cad Bane. Like she could actually be running the... Uh, bounty hunter guild now we haven't heard anything about the bounty hunter guild um which it doesn't necessarily exist in movies but it is in comics and books and stuff like that so this would be the perfect movie to bring in a bounty hunter guild and i think the best leader would be kira to have her come in and just wreck shit you know <laughs> it's, a, it's a woman on a mission there <laughs> and she's easy and on the eyes <laughs> Yeah, any of these could actually be really plausible because this is one of the few series that has like no leaks coming out of coming out of it because they they film on that giant screen set where they don't have to have anybody but essential personnel filming. So I mean, any yeah. of those could really happen. I love that too. I love it there. I love that there's no leaks coming out because uh, one of my biggest pet peeves is spoilers. Man, that's <laughs> I went and saw Spider Man Thursday night the day you know before it was supposed to be released just so i didn't see any spoilers and <laughs> lo and behold friday morning i wake up and there's like did you know blah, 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 blah. and i'm like mother how, what 
glad I saw it yesterday. <laughs> but yeah, it is it is really nice and refreshing to see that there's not a lot of spoilers coming out of this. Um, I haven't seen really a lot of predictions coming from people out of this. Um, people trying to, you know, be be right on things. Um, oh, I missed my joke. I haven't even seen there, a actually. Lot. I was going to say Mephisto. <laughs> oh, it's geez. always Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, yes. I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> oh, Mephisto. He's going to come around eventually. And it's going to be some stupid cameo, too. He's going to show up for like 10 seconds and then be gone. And Marvel's going to kill him off immediately like Fable 2. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. There you go, you nerds. Just now go away. You had Mephisto. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, I lost lost my my train of thought. My my foggy brain has been kind of. Sorry. Characters that we like to see and we bossed Cad Bane and Kira. Yeah. Yep. Nope. I think I think I was good on on all the points that I was making on that. <laughs> um, but we we basically covered everything from the past. So going into the now present day stuff, um, seeing Boba in the Bacta tank, he's he's basically I feel like he's vadering a little bit. Like maybe he's too weak and can't really be out of the Bacta tank for too long. I mean, he looked haggard in the desert. Yeah. I mean that sun melted him. You, so, you ever see someone from Arizona and they tell you them your age, their age? Yeah, fifteen years older looking. Oh yeah, he is. that sun. The sun does murder to Misa's skin. Um, <laughs> it to me, it kind of seems like Boba Fett might be on a bit of his deathbed. Like he needs to keep getting restored in the back to tank, and he needs to continue to be healed or he's just gonna slowly die off so my my question is as we're talking about mephisto and killing him 10 minutes in do you think this could be the kind of series where they kill boba fett off where they're like here you go fans here's your series now he's dead quit talking about it <laughs> Ooh, that'd be evil as I mean, someone I who could... doesn't care, as someone who doesn't care for him, I'd be okay with it. But I know, I I believe they are building towards a big team up because there were rumors of um, I'm forgetting her name now. Um, the the sergeant of the town in um, Mando. Um, yes, Cara Dune. Um, I know they were talking about doing a spinoff for her and then kind of doing a a defenders style team up Mm -hmm, where they would have mm -hmm. mando boba and kara come back together for some big event series so if they were going to kill him i think it would be that series that they would kill boba okay and that makes a lot more sense um i wonder i haven't seen a lot about uh gina yet lately i know that she got fired yeah i was gonna say she got canceled right yeah and then they canceled the rangers of the new republic show which she was supposed to be in yeah and then i heard rumors that they were gonna hire her back and then there was news i don't know i i just i don't know anything about her at this point like what i know is that she's not even involved anymore because of her like twitter page yeah so that kind of sucks but i would love to see that team up um especially like in a defender's style kind of thing where you know it's going to be because they have to go save grogu come on 
yeah, something or Luke's in trouble and Grogu got Grogu's going to guide him or something. Yeah. Um, I bet they'll replace Gina with Ahsoka. It'll be Ahsoka, Boba Fett, and Mandalorian Ooh. that team up, and it'll probably be something to do with Thrawn, and they'll have Ezra. to battle Thrawn and Ezra and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I dare you to go um, there. <laughs> so, <sighs> I like that. Now, 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 my brain's turning about. See, I'm thinking Thrawn. that it's, <laughs> and it's seeing Boba book. Fett face Thrawn. Oh, that'd be so tight. It's the book of Boba Fett, right? Correct. And each episode is a chapter. Yeah. Books have endings. Sure. Mandalorian is chapters too, though. And there's, it's not the book of the Mandalorian. It's just Mandalorian. more specific books, chapters, ends. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this could be his origin book you know it's it's the the story of how he came to be at Jabba's palace how he got out of the sarlacc and then moving on from there how he became a, a crime boss and, and maybe know, even like, like what he's origin. doing now in the the sequels trilogy he's chilling he's probably off world somewhere just on vacation <laughs> hanging out banging a bunch of alien out. babes you know just doing the badass thing yeah, just touching chins and <laughs> not <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Listening to the Max Rebo band, which had a really awesome rendition of the Cantina song. It was like a uh uh Mexican style uh Cantina song. Did you notice that, Justin? Yeah. I absolutely was, did. <laughs> I loved it. And it's like it. some of the same what? band members are there. I'm like, oh, it's the blue guy. It's the blue elephant. Well, yeah, the, it, that's Max Rebo. Rebo. He's that's that's the Max Rebo band. Oh, I know, I know. So, but it was just, it so was he good applied to at this him. other bar and got a job, which is great. Yeah, no Continue doubt. Continue working. Um, and I loved, <laughs> I loved hearing the, the Cantina throwback as well. I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, let's see, let's see where where are we at here? Um, oh. Boba Fett just walking through Mos Espa, which, by the way, we haven't seen Mos Espa since episode one mm-hmm. with pod races and Watto and uh, and those people. So I would also, speaking of characters I'd like to see, I'd be super cool with seeing Watto again. How fun would that be? <laughs> An old decrepit Watto um, just or pod getting races? carted around by one of his droids. See, I'd like to see yeah. hand handling. It'd be fitting for him. I remember the pod races back in the day. <laughs> yes, Watto. Yes, pod races. Let's go home, Watto. <laughs> I made so much money. Oh man, you think they'll do pod races in this? I'm not even. I'm, now I'm thinking about that. If they do, I'll be stoked. I will like flat out like scream like a little girl. I'm like, ah, pod races! I played the game. I'm trying. I'm trying I to think they might have actually going to show up in the Last Jedi. I haven't put this. I don't know if I put this on on record uh, since the pod. My old my podcast uh, went off air shortly after that for a while. But like I remember uh, when they're on Canto Bite in the Last Jedi, they're like, "Is it? Oh, could yeah. it be?" And I was like, "Are they going to do pod racing? Really?" And then it's this weird allegory for animal cruelty and horses. Like I I I enjoy the Last Jedi, but that was something that I was like. This is a little heavy-handed. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, it, I've said it so many times. Last Jedi is a great standalone movie. In that trilogy of movies, it wasn't the best. Um, I'll still watch that movie by itself all the time. I, my roommate gives me so much shit because he hates that movie. And he'll like come in and be like, what are you watching? And I'll be like, Last Jedi. Like, <laughs> it's like my it's like my roommate deterrent, basically. I just put that on and they're gone. It's wonderful. Go away, Evan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're but, watching uh, Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, it would have been really cool to see that. It'd be it'd be sweet to see it in this. I actually now that I'm thinking about it, I think pod racing was um, banned after the rise of the Empire. How do you know this? Um, because I read it in a book. I think I'm I'm looking it up right now. Um, yeah, it looks like Emperor Palpatine got rid of pod racing as soon as he uh, became emperor. Um, so people still did it illegally. So it could happen. They could do illegal pod races in this, which I guess at this point the emperor is not around, so it probably wouldn't be. too illegal anymore but anyway be fun to see that and Watto in uh in Mos Espa I would be all for that um I liked how Boba Fett is like a man a a leader of men kind of he was like I'm not I'm not gonna be carried on a litter I'm gonna walk with my own two feet um do you do you think Scar he's making a mistake that way like like to me I think everyone's going to look at him like he's weak and they're going to be like, Oh, we could totally take this guy down. And he's just going to bring a lot more problems to himself by trying to be a leader of men. What do you think that is going to do to his like street cred? Uh, it depends on how far they want to go with the badass thing. I think, because I do think that him leading by example and him not just hiding away in a castle like Jabba, I think that could really be something that brings people to him where instead of him sending out everyone to do his dirty work, he's going to go out and do it himself. I don't fully know yet what he means by he's going to lead with respect or he's going to command respect instead of leading with fear like Jabba did. But it's, it is an an interesting enough hook for me that I'm going to be, I'm going to keep tuning in and wondering what they're doing because one of the things that, I am really enjoying about the characterization with Boba Fett right now is that they are turning him into a real character. Like they have this whole thing where when he was trying to escape the Tusken Raiders, he was like, Hey, uh, uh, Rodian, do you want to come with me? And then he sounds the alarm and narcs, but then he also like, he doesn't, he doesn't kill the dog and you know, the Boba Fett that I assume people view in their minds he would have killed that dog right away and just booked it so the, there is a different side to boba fett that they're building towards so i'm really interested to see how they're going to characterize him that's that's a i like that justin uh what, what do you think you think uh you think he's going to end up being more of a, a good guy towards the end because to me like no start saying like like he's kind no. of the punisher-esque to me where he's like an anti-hero but will murder anything and this is kind of making it seem like he's Different. got a little bit of a soul. I don't think so. He's got to be still dark side. Like to sure. know Boba Fett sort of as like a good guy would be too mirroring of the Mandalorian. I feel, you know, 
Do you, do you think having a near death experience? With, sure. Do you think the near death experience with the Sarlacc pit maybe sure. but changed like, his life a little bit? <laughs> he like obviously he has PTSD. Every time he get, hops into the Bacta tank, he's having these nightmares, and he wakes up. What what did Fennec say? You having the dreams? Yeah. Like no, he he's, says that he's, he's like fucked up the dreams are back. She, she doesn't even care. He's like, the dreams are back. And she's like, yeah, okay, well, there's people lined up to see you, so get out here. <laughs> but yeah. I, she's a, I think she's more badass than Boba is. I love her. She's cool I, I think that's by design, too, is she's supposed to kind of be a mirror of his past self where he's trying to be a, a little bit better, maybe trying to be a, a man that his dad would be proud of. Ooh. Ah, that's a see? good spin. And that that makes sense with the him seeing his dad's helmet and stuff and trying to reflect on what he's done in his life. I mean, I, I think we could see a, a very different kind of Boba Fett by the end of this series, um, even season, I would say. I don't, who knows if this is going to go on for more than one season. Um, but I, I think the. Sorry, I was going to say, well, you have to have character development. And maybe that's his development. He starts to be a good guy or better guy. Sure. Yeah, I, I mean, he already gonna, seems like... to be—he already seems to be pretty good compared to what, again, I—I I perceived him to be in Mando because he—he's like, oh, you have my word that we'll get this taken care of before uh, anything happens to the child, and then something happens to the child, and he's like, well, instead of running away, I'm gonna actually stick my neck out into this firefight and help you. And I, that threw me through a loop, too, because, again, I was just like, why is this guy, of all people, being honorable? Mm -hmm. Right. I think we talked about that in Quest Me. I know we talked about it in season one of Quest Me. And I think we kind of came to the same conclusion that he like had maybe a life-changing event where he's like, maybe I'm going to not be such an asshole anymore and try and help people out because... I almost got eaten by a Sarlacc. <laughs> um, but again, I, I think that this series is going to kind of subverse all expectations of Boba Fett. Like you were saying at the beginning, Scar, everyone has this perception of Boba that he's the most badass badass that ever badassed. And I'm pretty sure that's going to be the name of this episode, by the way. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. And, <laughs> and this is going to kind of turn him into maybe like, the most badass nice guy that ever nice badass <laughs> <laughs> or, or something i don't i don't know <laughs> um the most I badass with a heart uh, of gold that will still kill you for money <laughs> yes indeed or just come to your place of business and request that you wash his helmet and fill it with gold <laughs> how awesome is that um let me see. I don't think I have many notes left. Um, yeah, no, I think uh, I think I'm good. Do you guys have anything, any other notes or anything you wanted to talk about about this episode before we move on to segments? Not really. I wanted to get into the segments. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I've, okay. I've already shared my thoughts. I think it kind of mirrors a little bit of Arrow with the, the flash forwards and the flashbacks. And uh, again, I think we're building towards 
some kind of actual character development for Boba Fett, which I am all for. I, I like the idea of Boba Fett being more of a character than a concept. Yeah, I like that too. Um, it's a, it's like a, it's like people just love the idea of Boba Fett. They don't know the actual Boba Fett. They just love the idea. Well, that they sounds like high mystery. school all over again. Now I just have an idea of like <laughs> Star Wars mystery date of Boba Fett just sitting there, get like giving bleeding heart. Just people don't know the real me. I just want to. I just want to <laughs> settle down and have a family. I'm a clone <laughs> and I have so many brothers, but I don't know them. Oh, poor Boba. All right. Well, yeah, let's uh, let's move on to some segments. This is. I'm really excited for this season of Quest Me because I actually have things ready and made and <laughs> um, and a whole like outline for things. So this first segment is... He's no good to me, Dad. He will not be permanently damaged. This one is called Boba's Bounty. This is the part of the show where we talk about our favorite new character, droid, or alien from this week's episode so let's start with justin what was your favorite new character droid or alien from this episode oh it would have to be the uh, the tuscan leader like he just looked cool to me he, he brought a new depth to the raiders like we talked about it earlier he's it just is cool to see that guy because come out especially at the end and then just give boba fett a little water that's like an acknowledgement he's like yeah brother you did good. Yeah. Here, here's yeah. the first step to initiation. I'm still going to tie you up in a little bit, but here, drink some water. <laughs> now get down, get down. Got me <laughs> <Yeah>. sick. <laughs> That's uh, cool. I like that. I like yeah. that. Um, he was, it was a very interesting character. Zero lines. Didn't really understand anything he said, but it's me? kind of, it's, it's more of how he acts. Right. And the way that he, yeah, it's a swagger. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Scar, what about you? What was your favorite new character droid or alien? Uh, my favorite new thing from this was the drum R5 unit in Max Rebo's new band for the can the casino. I I don't know why, oh. but they that you only see it for a second. But I really just want to see that thing go crazy on a drum solo. <laughs> we got R5 on the drums. Let's hear a solo. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's just got that little jazz that little jazz tempo going. But I really just want to see. <laughs> I, I oh, really I want to. <laughs> That'd be cool. That's, that's the first time uh, I think we've seen droids playing instruments too, right? Maybe I, I couldn't tell you, but yeah, unless you count, but, uh, well, I guess Star Wars Visions doesn't count because they say that's out of continuity. But oh, uh, that's I, my least favorite episode too. The music, <laughs> yeah, one. oh, Ugh. yeah, that, one, that one's bad. That one's not good. Um, oh, I mean, a so forever, bad. but yeah, not good. But yeah, I, I love <laughs> I, that R five unit that's just got drums built into it. I I just love that idea. Heck yes. Um, my new favorite character. It just left my brain. Holy cow. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. I had a uh, it, <sighs> so it's the robot that is talking to uh, to Boba Fett and introducing all the people with their tributes. Uh, he's voiced by Matt Berry, who plays uh, Laszlo in What We Do in the Shadows. Which is he's like my my favorite character. But have you guys watched that show? Oh, I love it. I've not, but I know who you're talking oh, about. It is oh my hilarious. God. He's, he's the one that's always bat 
Torture <laughs> to the back. Oh yeah. So I, I loved his little uh his little torture thing. Should I torture him, sir? And he's like, No, no, you don't need to do that. Are are you sure we need to we really need to torture someone, I think. Come on, let me do it, please. <laughs> he's just begging him to torture him. Which, by the way, that droid um not necessarily new either, because you did see that droid. Uh it's called 8D888. And it was in Return of the Jedi, torturing the gonk droid at the very beginning. Um, when you see the gonk droid's feet up and he's mm-hmm. dropping yep. that like uh, red hot metal plate on him, that's definitely 88, which is which is awesome. Um, Interesting. It was cool to see him droid like, feels pain, have a little more. <laughs> the, the, the droid designers in the Star Wars universe are sadists. We got we got slave droids and we're going to make sure they feel pain, too, at the same time. Well, I mean, Poe was petting BB-8 like a dog and BB-8 seemed to enjoy it. So, I mean, maybe they can feel pain. They can feel pleasure. Again, feeling going there. (laughs) Ah, Here we go. Yeah. Lando. Lando had a pleasure droid in uh, Solo. So that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Great picks, though, guys. That was awesome. Um, I uh, I love that, and I cannot wait to see more aliens, more characters, and more things pop up as this show goes on. So, moving on to our next segment, it is... <laughs> so, this is the Sarlacc killer scene. Um, it, it's, I love it. I'm sorry. I just uh, that, that makes the the curmudgeon, the Boba Fett curmudgeon in me happy. <laughs> Watching him get eaten. Yeah. Um, now this is the uh, part of the show where we will give our favorite scene. So we've actually pulled um, shots from the show, and I have timestamps and all the shots. So um, if you're listening on the podcast. Uh, definitely hit up the YouTube channel and you can see the uh, the different pictures that we're talking about. And I will also be posting these on Instagram throughout the week, um, all up until next episode. You can find us at Twist My Arm Podcast. Um, let's start with, so Justin and I have two, because um, we didn't know if we were going to have a guest today. So we each picked two, um, but we'll try and go through these kind of quick and we'll also go in chronological order or order according to the movie so the first one is justin's and it is at the one minute and four second marker and it is this guy right here justin tell us why you picked this shot uh, i picked this shot because it it started off with a little mystery you're like okay why is boba in a back to pod and then you started like thinking, uh, oh, maybe he's like he's injured or frail. And then you like realize over the course of the episode, like he's there's something going on with him that the they haven't released in the episodes just yet. So I like seeing the the fragile or um, what's the word frail uh, look of Boba Fett. Yeah, heck yeah. I mean, he did just like survive being in the desert and getting half eaten by a Sarlacc. So I would assume that the back to tank probably feels pretty good for him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just my assumption though. I don't, what do I know? 
Um, this next shot is also Justin's shot, and it comes at the 22 minute and seven second marker. It is this guy right here. Oh, the shields. The over top or the over the top view. I thought cinema or cinema or blah, blah, blah. movie wise <laughs> was a pretty cool shot. Couldn't say that word at all. But cinematically, I, yes. I Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard for me to say, but um, it just was cool. There, you just didn't uh, expect to be Boba and Fennec getting surrounded while just marching through, and then you're like, oh, okay. They're they're sort of like they're screwed. They're in a wall of a. They're like in an inner phalanx. They're surrounded, and then you you like you just start thinking like, how are they gonna get out of this? And that mystery, and then you just continue on with the shot, and you're like, oh, damn, that's how. But yeah. uh, yeah, overall, like this one is one of my favorite. Um, I love that the red shields are very reminiscent of Episode One, and the shields that covered Obi Wan and. Uh, Qui-Gon and Darth Maul and the stuff in that fight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't even think they about look that. like little mini ray shields. I think that's really cool. I, um, I like that scene too because it does still kind of lend credence to like the clip that you played for this segment. Uh that Boba Fett's kind of a doofus at times because he's <laughs> yeah. he's in this tight little phalanx surrounded by shields, and he decides he's gonna shoot off a rocket in the middle of this yeah. tight quarters. <laughs> Let's try this. <laughs> He's like, you can't block this. <laughs> it just gets blasted backwards. Yeah, that was good. I really, uh, I did. That was one of the few times I laughed in this episode. Um, So let's see. I think who's next? Who's next? It is going to be me. So this shot actually comes at the 24 minute and 57 second mark. Um, <laughs> I picked this shot because there's a kink here sh- i think <laughs> holy shit bulk and skull anybody i mean come on man search like this- <laughs> monster hentai these that is the, the names of these of these gamorians is bulk and skull for me for the rest of the season i will not call them anything else uh bulk is the one without the headpiece skull is the one with the headpiece <laughs> and i feel like this picture in particular needs to be turned into some sort of meme because wow that's <laughs> it's so brief <laughs> but it's so good cuz could you imagine getting put down into a, a deathbed basically and looking up to that <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not the last thing you want to see what's yeah. going to happen next <laughs> i don't uh. know that i want to know <laughs> Oh, every, everything is gonna be fine, man. Everything's cool, bro. Oh, God, no, I. Yeah, that just that was another uh, another moment that definitely made me chuckle because I was like, "Holy shit, it's it's bulk and skull in the Star Wars universe." <laughs> um, <laughs> hopefully for Boba's sake, they're not that incompetent. Right, hopefully. I mean, they did they did do pretty good with the whole fighting thing. Yeah. So, yeah, they loyal. just they they just uh, suffered on the timing part. Yeah, they, they kind of yeah, got they lost in the casino or that. something. What? Yeah, I was kind of wondering where did they go. They got stuck at the slots, what? man. I mean, that's what happens. That's the oh, point of a casino. They're simple people. They get addicted to simple yeah, games. <laughs> they don't have time. They're for... like, well, I guess if we're not getting if we're not getting sprayed off and fed, I guess we'll go gamble or something. <laughs> <laughs> 
Play some that was a weird thing to say too. Yeah. Um, cool. So yours now is next, Josh. Yours is at the 31 minute and 32 second mark. And it is this guy right here. Yes. Tell us why you picked uh, this I, shot. I, I, I know it's, you, it's, you kind of did the whole scene, but I just picked the one shot when he first comes out. The, the big <laughs> reveal. Yeah. If you're going to go with a shot. Yes. I, I wasn't sure if you were talking about like a clip or like a whole thing, but like the, the reveal of this new monster. I don't even, the, the audio description refers to it as the behemoth. Um, it just, it was such a good reveal because you have the, the Rodian kind of digging. Then you see the, the spine column and then like the arms come shooting out and it just, the, yeah. the reveal was just done wonderfully. And it, the, the creature is such a, a, a unique design too, because it's, it's like a weird mix of a centaur, the creature from the black lagoon, Goro from the 1990s mortal Kombat movie and champ champ. (laughs) (laughs) and and but like it all works in a star wars way too so it's just it's an amazing creature design and bravo to the to the concept team that that put that together and the the effects on it are wonderful too because it looks like it's really there it doesn't look cgi at all no no yes i totally agree and i that's my favorite part about this whole monster is that he looked so much better than even some of the monsters in mandalorian like some of those things were a little too cgi and this one just looked perfect it had to have been a, a mix of puppet um, and cgi puppets and cg yeah i mean i love them been, doing right? that yeah um excellent excellent pick though i i really love that reveal they, um, they actually m- don't have a name for that creature yet not- I, I scoured their webs and they there's nothing people are yeah, saying like sand creature sand, sand beast yeah yeah. Um, and my final shot is actually very along the lines of that. It's at the 32 minute and 48 second mark. And it's when Boba Fett is just, just taking him on, you know, just, just giving it to <laughs> the creature it. of the Tatooine Lagoon. <laughs> so I, I, I specifically chose the reveal moment because honestly, the face really just, again, it works for Star Wars. It really does. But the face just, it screams star trek to me the uh oh geez what's the lizard people from star trek now uh where's jesse when we need him (laughs) (laughs) like the the teeth are just so doofy and it 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 just it takes me a little bit out of it i'm like i'm this is supposed to be scary but he he's got a little bit of a a doofy look to him at times yeah (laughs) he does but he's still terrifying and i think even more so give him a break he's tired (laughs) Why are you waking this bullshit? Now I'm that's, dying. That's why he attacked him. He's just grumpy. Yeah, no shit. But, you know, Boba Fett here just proven that he is a bit of a badass. He pulled um, a, a Leia. He pulled a Leia, yeah. He pulled a Leia. Yeah, he did exactly what she did. asphyxiation. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that creature enjoyed it as much as Jabba did. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think he did either. Um... But yeah, I just I love this this whole shot of Boba actually being that badass, badass, badass. Because <laughs> um, again, we don't we got, don't get to see too much of that. So the more of these that we get to see, I think the more uh, Scar might be convinced that Boba Fett is the most badass, badass that ever badassed. No, it's all just fan service, so it, it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> touche, sir. Touche. <laughs> um, that I. 
totally agree. This was this episode and this show was all about the fan service, um, which is fine. It's a great introduction um, to to give the fans like kind of what they want. But now let's really get into the meat of of the story and what Filoni and Favreau want to do. You know, because I trust those guys a lot uh, with with my Star Wars. They've been doing a really good job. So I'm hoping that they and can we continue trust. that. Hashtag. Yeah, indeed. Um, excellent. Thank you, guys. That was wonderful shots. Um, we have one more segment. It's going to go really quick, though, because it is just the... I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's the... It's, it's the it's the Tuscan Raider. <laughs> We're gonna this is this is the part of the show where we just rate the episode. Um I figured we could uh it's called Tuscan Raider. That makes sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> Play on words. <laughs> Look, I came up with these segments today, all right? So Dude, if that if that's what you can come up with in a day, I I'd hate I'd love to see what you can come up with and you get paid. <laughs> Oh man, I'd love to get paid. I would do so much more if I got paid. <laughs> um, but yeah, this so again, we're gonna rate this episode from one to ten. Um, and let's start with Justin this time. What are you gonna rate chapter one? A solid seven. Seven okay. out of ten. Um okay. it gave me a lot of the content and I loved it for and I loved the episode because of that. Like like you guys said, it's uh, did a, a fan service, but uh, overall, like it didn't give me the 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 tingles of what's going to happen, what's the season about, like where he's been, like how is he hurt, like it, it gave me those questions, but it, like not so much to the point that Mandalorian did season one because after finishing that episode, I'm like all giddy, like texting Josh, like oh did you see that? What's going? Oh I loved it. But uh, <laughs> overall, it's it's a solid episode. It's a good intro. Nice. I like that. Scar, what about you? What are you going to rate this one? Uh, I could be convinced to go up to a seven, but my initial reaction was a 6.5. That could just be, again, my curmudgeoniness. Um, I, I think if this was any character that wasn't Boba Fett, a lot of fans would be really kind of screaming that this was boring and irrelevant to anything. So I, I think 6.5 is kind of fair because I think it was very much an average episode, but it, it is enough that I think people will come back and be like, oh, who's the mayor? What's this conflict going to be? Yeah. Um, and you know what? I actually take that a, a step further and I'm rating this one a six out of 10. Ooh. And not because it's bad, nothing like that. I'm rating it a six because I know for a fact that there's potential for four episodes to be at a 10 and they are going to be so much better than this one. So what I'm doing with a, with a six rating, this maybe this will change by the end, but a six out of 10 rating for me, because I know that there's room for improvement and I know that there's room for this show to grow on not only me, but other audiences that might not be as captivated by Boba Fett or star Wars. I think that there's going to be um, um, just a, a lot more, Ah, fun things to see. You know what I mean? So, so although this episode was a great introduction, it was a lot of fun. I still think that it left a little to be desired. Um, and, and it was just kind of like, we've said this whole episode, it was pretty much everything we already expected. So, um, here's to hoping that, that we're going to get some, some good nines and tens out of these eight episodes. 
So that being said, that leaves this rating uh, at a 65%. So chapter one for Quest Me is a 65%. And uh, I think that's pretty good. I think that's pretty good yeah. for, for an it's initial a passing grade. Episode. Yeah, yeah, it's a passing Especially grade. Especially if something that it's something that's going to get judged so hard by so many people. I'm already seeing it, you know, with reviews and stuff and critics and, and like, that's great. You guys can, can judge it hard all you want, but it was still fun. You know, it was still a good, good time. It just, yeah. I'm, I think it's the LA that. times or <clears throat> excuse me. I think it's the LA times or variety uh, have this article that's already circulating that they're talking about. The most interesting thing about Mandalorian is keeping the helmets on. And it's like, did you not watch the last season of Mandalorian where we had, we introduced three brand new Mandalorians that took their helmets off. We, we had Bo-Katan and all her crew and Boba Fett kept his helmet off for most of it. Like you're, you're riding and, out of your ass with this one. And the clone wars, they even took their helmets off in the clone wars too. What exactly. are they talking about? Like the, the, in the every iteration helmet on is a, that, that's like a orthodox um, view. Yeah, well, that's what yeah, they were the, saying. And like, Clone Wars that it's kind of a dogmatic view of things and that that's the old ways and that you know the 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 bad Mandalorian ways or the so get out of here LA Times yeah, it's either LA Times or Variety I can't remember yeah, the wait uh, what <laughs> it's the Mandalorian ways from the times of the old republic Okay, and that makes sense. And the old republic yeah. was what thousands of years ago. So yep, and they were they were a badass planet of all those kind of warriors that kept their whoever's writing those articles is definitely still in the nineties and reading those old expanded universe books. <laughs> that's fine. Or, that's fine. But like, or they've never really watched Star Wars, Wars, and they just right. they're yeah. they're assigned to watch this one. Just assuming, yeah. Well. Either way, 65% for us, um, which is, again, it's a good good episode. Um, definitely check it out and keep checking out Quest Me. We're going to keep doing this Thursdays at about 7.30. Um, it might, the time might vary um, week to week just because new jobs and new schedules and all sorts of stuff. But um, I am so excited to be continuing the Quest Me journey. And I want to thank both of you guys so much for coming on tonight especially you scar yeah. thank you for coming on last minute and talking with us about boba fett and star wars it was so much fun to have you on yeah thanks. scar you're you're awesome I, i'd love thanks. to do this with you again uh, I'd, I'd love yeah. to do it again too I, I love this sort of thing so again thanks for having me on i appreciate it a lot and uh yeah go star wars <laughs> <laughs> well why don't you give us a couple plugs too real quick before before we take off uh, let us know where people can find you um, where they can find your podcast all that stuff uh so yeah i i run talking smack um superheroes movies animation and comics you can see the the twitter tag for the podcast right there i'm at josh underscore scar you can see how to spell my last name there um we're on apple for the podcast people that, for the people that are listening on the podcast though oh uh, be... last name s k double a r two a's one r um yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um smack is spelled s-m-a-c superheroes movies animations comics no k because again we're not talking about heroin um <laughs> thank god <laughs> uh we we're on apple podcasts we're on spotify we're on anchor we're on good pods um we're trying to build a, a good community which we've got some great people going on there 
Uh, I have a guest spot coming up with the Unchefed podcast, which I will also plug because I love those guys. Uh, we get to, we talk Good Burger, which is just that was one of the best times I've had so far this year. Home um, of the Good Burger. Yeah. Can I take your order? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, it was a good time. If if you've listened to Unchefed, uh, it's it's a little bit out of their wheelhouse, but it was it was a great time because we did kind of wrap it into what they usually discuss. Uh, so it's it's ridiculous that we were able to talk about Good Burger in a way that fits into their podcast model. Dang, um, I'm gonna so, have to check that out for sure. Yeah, that's uh, cool. yeah, that that's one. Cool. Um, they they put out a a promo for that that'll drop on January 7th as of right now. That is subject to change. I don't want to put anyone in a box, um, but it, <laughs> again, it, it was a lot of fun and it gave me an excuse to watch Good Burger again, which I don't really need one, but I I will always take an opportunity to talk about Good Burger. Nice. That's awesome. I, I haven't even thought about that movie in decades. I need to go. I think it, I honestly think it. about it at least maybe once once a month, maybe just because of Ace <laughs> in that movie. And oh, there's, a, okay. there's a line at the end where he's like, I need a hot jacuzzi. <laughs> it, I don't know why, but it is singed into my brain and I love it. <laughs> That's wonderful. I'll definitely check that out. And again, thank you so much for coming on the show. We'll, uh, you know, we'll have you on again, maybe later on in the, in the season, when we get towards the end of the, the book of Boba Fett, we can come back and reconvene about where you are now about the character. <laughs> huh? How huh? have I come along in my journey? <laughs> yeah yeah how's your quest coming um but yeah again thank you so much justin thank you so much for for coming back and joining me on another quest me season i am excited to continue this with you as well me too it's, it just feels good to hang out with people again <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even virtually for yes. sure yeah yeah exactly yeah well but i'm looking forward to this doesn't was supposed to be here tonight but oh, uh bad. someone has a rona <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about I'm... it's fine <laughs> i work in healthcare um, i don't get it but yes we're gonna be <laughs> we're gonna be back next thursday um it'll be thursday january 6th um, for another live episode of Quest Me. Again, the time is subject to change, but it's going to be Thursdays. Thursdays are the day we're going to do it. It could be 7.30, could be 8.30. I have a new job, so I have things that I'm working around. Justin has a new schedule, so he has things we're working around. So it's just, you know, we're going to do this every Thursday. Mm -hmm. Don't necessarily know the exact time quite yet. It'll be around this time, though. So thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Roy. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, uh, Sophie, for joining us in the live chat. Um, and we hope to see you again next week. So, yeah, with QuestMe, my name is Josh. I'm Justin. I'm Scar. And we will talk at you next week. May the Force be with you.